Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Galena. And I'm your not laughing Sean host. I almost forgot how many bites we take out of a show. Oh no. (laughs) But we're so consistent about it. It's only episode 20. Okay, but imagine a food reviewer that would only take three bites out of your food. I, you know what? I wouldn't want a food reviewer taking any bites out of my food. Uh, anyone's food. I mean food in general. I mean this, I mean the general you. (laughs) I think a food reviewer should stick to their own damn food. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Food reviewers aren't allowed to eat anyone's food but their own? No, they get their own plate. (laughs) This food is mine, goddammit. Well, now I know what you mean. Unless I'm, like, on a date with the food reviewer and it's, like, cool, I guess. Honestly, they ask. Honestly, in the time that it's taken for me to get confused, I've done a complete 180 on my opinion. You know what? A food <laughs> reviewer is entitled to only take three bites out of some food. Not just yeah, if it's bad, but the first three bites are gonna be the best part. Yeah, exactly. Like, the more you eat, the colder the food is gonna get. Or, you know, warmer. The more room temperature it's gonna get. I suppose that these are not new issues that I'm bringing up, though. <laughs> I bet there's already some serious discourse about this in the food critic um, community. <laughs> I wish I knew literally anything about the food critic community. I wish that I knew if there definitively was a food critic community or not. I, I'm sure there is. Like, I've seen Ratatouille. Ratatouille, <laughs> you know, the documentary. On food critics. About food critics. So I, I've worked in like some shitty restaurant type places, and we never gave a shit about food critics, but we always worried about like the person who was secretly like. What, the secret food, shopper? Like a food and service raider. Yeah, the, um, the health critic? Well, no, because the health department would come, would like announce that, that they were coming and we could prepare for them. But every now and then, um, I don't know who did it, I guess. Like, maybe it was a critic type thing, like the paper. But someone would come in, and they would order food, and they would sit down and then, like, eat and then leave like a normal person. And they would, like, rate us on how good the food was and how fast the service was and if we were, like, nice and helpful and shit. Intimidating. Yeah, so they only came around, like, once a year. But uh, if if we found out that they had been there, we were, like... Ah, shit. <laughs> right, because that's something that you could never know until it's too late. Yeah, no, it, you have no way of knowing. It's just a normal-ass person. Really, you should relax when you find out, because, I mean, come on. Well, I can, because I always do a good job, but everyone I worked with was a piece of shit. Well, damn, Kalina, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> nah, they were mostly cool. It's just that that wasn't the most smoothly running restaurant I've ever been in. Anyway, we're watching Broad City this week. So Broad City is a Comedy Central show. I thought it was a an HBO show, but uh, that is a... People have said similar show called Girls, and I don't know if I would call it similar. Even though I don't really know anything about either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so to summarize... These two lady comedians, Ilana Glazer and Abby Jacobson, uh, made a web series which caught the attention of Amy Poehler, who became 
the executive who helped them shop a pilot around, and then it became a TV series on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and it's been at four seasons now, and it's got super high ratings. Is that the gist of it? Yes. So Ilana is described as a hedonist, and Abby is described as an illustrator. Okay. So I guess maybe kind of an odd couple? Those are two descriptions that are not on the same axis, though. I mean, you can be an illustrator and a hedonist. They're not necessarily opposite, but the fact that those are their defining traits kind of makes them opposites. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that must mean that Ilana is the, like, the crazy one, and uh, Abby must be the sort of, like, the, the straight man. Yeah. Um... It's all, this is also one of those shows where the, the main characters are the creators and the, like, names don't change. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is always interesting to me. I never, like, dislike it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of comedians who just play themselves in shows, I guess. Yeah, but I, I don't know if they're exactly playing themselves because oh, they're, they're definitely comedians. not. I mean... But it's just... Um, I just think it's funny because it's kind of like... Mm, I mean, it is very much like like how comedians play themselves in in TV shows about their own life, but they're not doing a TV show about their own life. They're doing a TV show about different people with the same name as them. <laughs> yeah. All I know about this show is that Hannibal Buress is in it. Buress? Um, I know maybe uh, something a little not great about this show. Um... So one of the... I mean, this is not a reflection on the show or the creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like going to be super upfront about that. This has nothing to do with the creators. They're, as far as I'm aware, still pretty amazing people. Um, but one of the executive producers is Dave Becky, who was also Louis C.K.'s manager. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about what happened recently with Louis C.K.? Yeah, I used to really like okay. Louis. The show. I loved Louis C.K. Like... Now it sucks. Oh, it super uh, sucks, but um, that's how it goes. Like, them being a shitty person is a bigger deal than that. But let's not anyway, get caught um, up in trying to read the signs or anything. Well, no, okay, so um, Dave Becky tried to cover up what happened with Louis C.K. Yeah, I did and, hear about this. Um, And he's a, an executive producer on the show, so the creators came out and... So I found this article that has a um, a quote from the two creators. Uh, and they said, uh, it's very upsetting, his involvement, obviously. Um, and they also said, we take accountability for using his white dude power to get our show on TV. We are accountable for that. Um They said, we're not accountable for Louis or Becky's actions, but we are accountable for using uh, basically his white male power to get our show on TV, which is probably true and honestly super fair. Like, I don't think that's like something you have to be accountable for. Like, take every step up you can get. Yeah, so it kind of feels a little like a backhanded apology. I don't. Uh, yeah, like, I, just I don't know like... how much I like. I don't know if they really should have to apologize for anything, but that's yeah, a... I I think the thing that they feel bad about is that I think he is still on the show, and I think they feel bad that like 
they have to work with people like him because the white men like him are the ones in power. And it's like, it's weird because it's like, this isn't your guys' fault that you, you know, to get your super duper popular show on TV, you had to use a white guy. But Mm. I understand that, like, probably from their perspective, it fucking sucks. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So it's just a really interesting um, quote. And I was like, I don't really know how to react to this other than what I just said. But (laughs) yeah, I don't know how to react to that. That's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's just a really interesting way to put it. And again, I don't think they need to take accountability for for doing everything they can to you know make their stuff popular you know aside from illegal things Mm. so that's a thing you know some relevant news yeah so uh i don't know i don't know i feel like i should i feel like we should say something uh better about that well i mean i said what i what i meant to say which is uh, they don't need to apologize because it's something they had to do and it sucks for them. Mm-hmm. But it's not their fault. Like, there is nothing, there is not a single thing on, on cable today that doesn't, that isn't, you know, let through by a white guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and um, there's a this is weird because it's not really a plug, but there's another podcast that I like to listen to called Dead Pilot Society. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had an interview with a female creator that was like, I always get way more notes on my pilots with women as the main character than I do on my pilots with men as the main character. Right. And, it, and it really like... sucks because I know if I literally just changed the character's name that they would love it. Yeah, they have a lot less nitpicks that have a lot less problems or things that they'd want to change yeah so basically like women are held to a much 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 higher standard than men are basically in every aspect but especially when it comes to uh tv and being creators of content how do we make these women more palatable to straight white dudes yeah so um it's i'm sure it's definitely something they had to contend with um, but it is nice that there are a lot of women working on the project, too. So it's um, it's the two creators, uh, Ileana and Abby. There's also Amy Poehler. There's Samantha Cipher. Uh, there's Lily Burns. So mm-hmm. um, the majority of the names that I'm looking like on the producer list are female names. Yeah, and it's cool. There's just in the like important and executive positions in creating entertainment in a lot of places it's straight white dudes so yeah yeah it's incredibly important whenever there are shows and whenever there's more shows that uh are breaking that pattern um anyway that being said i haven't really enjoyed anything on comedy central since futurama (laughs) yeah like i mean futurama how it's kind of its own thing i wouldn't even really connect it to comedy central yeah so uh we're gonna go ahead and watch the first three episodes of broad city and we'll get back to you with our opinions in a minute in 30 seconds probably (laughs) bon appetit (laughs) 
And we're back. That was interesting. I mean, that was good. <laughs> it was interesting and good. Yeah, I, honestly, I could not stop laughing near the end of the third episode. <laughs> yeah, I think like most shows, this one gets better the more you watch it. I mean, it builds. Or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's getting better with each episode or if we're just uh, becoming more and more open to the style of comedy that they use. Maybe. I don't know. I thought the second episode was particularly weak, so I think it might just be a coincidence. I liked the second episode. Well, that's just something we're going to have to disagree on. <laughs> okay, so Abby and Alana are friends uh, who are also big weirdos. Yeah, Is don't put basically... a question mark by friends, because they are definitely friends. I didn't... I didn't mean to put a question mark by friends. I just was trying to search for what else to say after that. Yeah, I went into this show thinking that one of them was a maniac and the other was a geek, but it's more like they're both maniacs, but one of them has anxiety and the others has no inhibitions. Yeah, that's... They're not as much of an odd couple as I thought they would be, but they are definitely like... Abby's too shy to do anything, and Alana's way, way too out there. It it goes places. I think part of the reason that it's so entertaining to watch is that everybody in the show is um, very extra. Uh, everybody in the show really plays it up when they're acting. They're very... I don't know how to put it, but they're very dramatic and they nobody really shies away from the role. Yeah, they're all very melodramatic, which um is not too uncommon for shows like this. Have you been wa have you watched many of these like modern like comedy shows? Like modern sitcoms? Uh sitcoms, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess I don't know if this one's technically a sitcom, but I think it would fall under that category. I mean, have you watched a lot of modern comedy? Uh, not really. I've watched a fair I amount, and this is pretty consistent. Although, I mean, you know, it has its own unique thing going on. What do you think makes it unique? Well, it's all about living in New York City and getting that paper when <laughs> you don't really have much good going on. A lot of other shows are about, like, I don't know, like White Trash or are about, uh, like, people who are got too much money yeah this is definitely on the the end of we don't really have that much money but we're still trying to have fun with what we do have yeah we're gonna respect um, that dick <laughs> which is uh the only other show i can really think of is um unbreakable kimmy schmidt because mm -hmm. that's the same thing she she has no money and she moves to new york and has to get along being poor in new york yeah it's nice to have shows where ladies are allowed to be crass and have big personalities yeah it's it's really funny um another thing is that shows like these i think are very targeted towards people who live in new york which isn't a bad target because new york's a big fucking city but there were some jokes where i felt like i would get this if i lived there <laughs> or had ever been there ever in my life I suppose so. Like that island thing? 
Yeah, like the island thing in the third episode, and then in the first episode as like a an opener. Um, not the opener for the first episode, but there were some like establishing shots of the city. And I feel like it's meant to be like, ah, look how New York this is. And I'm like, I don't know where that bridge is. I don't know what any of this means. Well, establishing shots can be anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter in the end. The Avengers was in Chicago, wasn't it? Not New York. The filming, I mean. Wasn't it in New York? I mean the filming. Oh. Well, well, that's why. That's how they indicate to you that it's in a city that they're not filming in usually. Mm -hmm. So if they're filming in Chicago, they will give you establishing shots of New York. So you're like, aha, this takes place in New York. I needed you to tell me that. Yeah, it's it's not so much that they are like trying to be like we're filming in this place, so let's get a lot of you know pictures of the area. It's yeah, the, we want you to know where this is set. The first thing I need are some because establishing shots to let us know that we are on Earth in the modern day and that people pee. <laughs> people mm. pee. Yes, that people pee and that they go to pee places. That way, I know everything is normal. Was that a, an establishing Avengers shot? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody pees in Marvel. Never, ever. Never, ever. Iron Man never, ever has to pee in the suit. Nope. <laughs> he just is dehydrated everywhere he goes, so he doesn't have to stop and take a potty break. Nah, he stopped being dehydrated because he's just got that much alcohol coursing through his system at all times. Alcohol is a diuretic, so he definitely would be peeing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Anyway, that's not relevant. We're getting a little off topic here. I'm sorry I ever brought up the Avengers. It's okay. But yeah, they're they're two girls, and they gotta they want to get that paper so that they can respect that dick, and sometimes that means getting some <laughs> perv money. Yeah. So. Um... It was funny to me because before we started watching, you were like, I heard Hannibal Buress is in this. And then he's in, like, the very opening scene. Mm-hmm. Um, every scene he's in is hilarious. He's a bit of a scene stealer. Yeah. It's it's just because he's so deadpan with every, like, line he delivers. When he's just playing with the dogs, though, is when he's funniest. He seems so genuine. <laughs> He, he's got a good attitude about him somehow. Which, yeah, I mean, considering the other show he's on might be, uh, 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 it might be delusional for me to think that. Maybe. But uh, I was going to say it's it's interesting that you, you like Ilana's phrase, respect uh, your dick, that she says to Hannibal. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what his... Oh, his character's name is Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, she says that to Lincoln. Um, but, like, Abby never gets any dick. Because she really wants to date her neighbor down the hall, but she's too socially awkward and shy to ever, like, ask him out or say literally anything to him ever. Whoa, it's like they're opposites. <laughs> I just mean you can't use that phrase for both of them because only Ilana gets any. Well, they both want to respect the dick. <laughs> yeah, but Abby is so disrespectful. 
No, regardless of how much... <laughs> regardless of how much they get, they both still have the same amount of want to respect. Um, an interesting thing is I'm pretty sure that... So, um, Lincoln really, really wants to be dating Alana, but they're just, like, fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets a little creepy in places. There are a few moments... Alana's like knocked out on laughing gas because he's a dentist and he like mimes her saying like I do want to date you and not fuck other dudes he just like, like vents, that's cool he just like vents all of his problems at her while she's KO'd yeah um but there's also I'm pretty sure they do start dating I don't know in what season that is mm. but I'm pretty sure they start dating at some point which I don't know it's one of those, sorry I didn't spoilers in that, but... <laughs> I mean, there are four seasons of this and he's still around in the fourth one, I think. Yeah, so I that's got to be something that shifts the dynamic, I think. Yeah, that's the thing it's about sitcoms. It's probably a they, season two thing. Yeah, they can't help but inevitably progress the plot. <laughs> what little there so is. So what, what, yeah, what is the plot? Um... We have barely, barely touched on Abby trying to be an illustrator. Oh, yeah. The plot is just that they are trying to survive in this crazy world, uh, despite their many problems, both self-inflicted and otherwise. Um, Like, oh, we want to make money. Well, they get sidetracked from their end goal, but they do make money and have a good time in the end. (laughs) Um, oh i want to be able to buy my own pot slash i want to be able to do my taxes like oh i want to be more like you to each other yeah uh but neither of them are suited for that yeah so it, it is interesting how they kind of need each other to like Fill those little roles. Yeah. What I noticed, what I just realized is that in the first episode, they're pretty much doing everything towards the same goal. But in the second and third episode, they have like totally separate goals uh, that just sort of crisscross. Yeah. Um, Do you prefer one or the other? Uh, That's hard to say because the third episode was my favorite, even though my instinct (laughs) is to prefer it the other way. Um, I, I do like, I think when they do their own thing, but they still like meet up and kind of do something together in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I mean, they're so different. I mean, they're different enough that like, it's inevitable that their goals are going to be, uh, very, their goals and their priorities are going to end up being very different on a regular basis. So that would, it wouldn't be like tenable for the show the other way around. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about how, um, when I was looking at Wikipedia, it said Abby's trying to be an illustrator. And the only thing we get from about that in the first three episodes is at the very end of the third episode, she's on the phone with her mom and she lies to her mom and said, oh yeah, I've had a productive day off of work. I've been drawing all day Mm. and that's it. Uh, I did notice it, uh, in the, um, the intro bit for episode three when it shows like their daily schedules 
she does some illustration before turning in early. Oh yeah. So that's what I mean, she does. You don't does. really see what. Yeah. So so there's a like it touches upon it just a little bit in episode three, but because it's like kind of starting to imply that in episode three, they'll probably get to actually talking about it in episode like five or six is my my guess. It'll be a few more episodes before they really get into it. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just implied that she doesn't get a lot of, she doesn't have a lot of time to get in practice or work because she's either too busy with uh, work most of the day and then shenanigans the rest of the day. Yeah, um, and she has a terrible job, and I hate it. It's mostly just toilets. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Ilana basically does uh, nothing all day at her job, and they haven't fired her yet. For some reason. <laughs> it seems like her boss is just too meek to fire her. But apparently she's... What is... She's at a startup, and she's at a temp agency? Well, so the third episode is that she used to work for the temp agency, and they kind of found her name in the in the shuffle and asked her to temp for them. Um, ah. So she doesn't work for them, but she was temping for them while she was supposed to be at her real job, <laughs> which is like, they don't really go into it, but it's like, it's got to be some sort of weird startup because she's always like, oh, when are we going to get paid? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I what I don't understand is why when her job was just to take some calls and do some calls at a desk why she decided to steal the first job because I guess because it was dogs I think she she thought that she was going to make more money by taking each temp job but she ended up not she ended up only taking one of the temp jobs and doing really terrible at the job she was supposed to be doing yeah. But the dogs are very good. <laughs> They're very good dogs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad she made the decision she did so that we got those dogs. Um, yeah, and there's a really good part with uh, Hannibal Burress um, hanging out with the dogs and naming each dog. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also a good um, part at the end of episode two. Oh, where yeah. In episode two, they each name what kind of dog they'd be. And at the end, they're like narrating um each of that kind of dog hanging out (laughs) it's pretty good i thought they were just having a conversation in the dog park yeah but it looks like on the dogs but it it seemed very much like they were talking about dog stuff like pooping everywhere yeah abby said she would um be a pug and ilana said she would be a three-legged mutt and those are the dogs that they're looking at in the dog park which is so good that's very good. They're good dogs. Mm-hmm. They're good dogs, Brent. They were having a good conversation. Um, I think what you liked most about episode three was that they kept doing this gag where something would happen and someone would scream up into the, very dramatically up into the camera that's directly above them. It's a good dramatic thing. It's good melodrama. Chicken! <laughs> It was good. Abby punts a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> that was such a great visual. <laughs> she freaking punts it. And it like fucking explodes into like chicken. 
It was pretty good. It explodes into white meat and you see it all. Yeah. Um, also, you were saying that um, Ilana kind of makes her own problems, but all of Abby's problems stem from Bevers. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> it's Which mostly because her... she's got a lot of shitty people in her life. Yeah, her her roommate's boyfriend who doesn't live there but is always there. Yeah, except when she's not there, in which case he's not there. <laughs> and it's so funny because we never see her roommate. I guess she's just busy. That's the worst kind of roommate, though. The one who's never around but causes problems. Yeah. In a sense, he's her real shitty roommate. Yeah, I mean, he is, because uh, Melody is never around to do anything cool or bad. She just lets him be around. For whatever reason. I just keep wanting to talk about, like, funny bits they do, and I think that's not, like, that's, good audio. <laughs> that's not very good audio, but um, I'll try to think of conversation topics through thinking about which bits that I want to talk about. Well... Um, Ilana in the second episode kept saying vagina in weird ways. <laughs> she never said it like that once. <laughs> oh well. She was like, ah, your vagina, your vagina, your vagina. She has funs with wordsmithing. Yeah, and there are parts, um, where I can't. I have no idea what Alana is saying, and it's kind of nice because even Abby is like, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's very like, good. Like, like in the very first uh, scene of the first episode, she says, like, I'm about to get some big old mozzarella balls or something, which she means, by which she means cheddar, by which she means money. Yeah, it's like, that doesn't track. <laughs> that doesn't track. You're just doing things. You're just saying words. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really funny. I like the way she talks. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a weird compliment, but I do. So she steals office supplies, which mm -hmm. she trades in for store credit, which she trades for pot, and her pot dealer turns out to be her roommate, who trades the store credit for pizza, a lot of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Who gives one of the pizzas to her? Did you just want to talk about that, or <laughs> that's that is a convoluted ring of events? But she did profit in the end, didn't she? She did. Um, I remember one time when I worked at McDonald's mm -hmm. in high school. Uh, someone came through, and they were like, "We work at Little Caesars. Do you want to trade?" Uh, $20 worth of burgers for $20 worth of pizza and we were like fuck yes Jesus and you guys got away with that the manager was like fuck yes you guys had a very casual manager <laughs> Um, it was pretty good we you know they, they got like 20 burgers because the burger was like a buck back then I can't but... believe people would actually do trades though Oh, no. Someone told me one of my friends in high school worked at a firehouse subs that was right next to a Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And 
the manager of the Starbucks really liked pickle juice for whatever reason. I think it's one of those creepy health things. That's super gross. That don't work. But she really liked pickle juice. And you know, Firehouse Subs has got those big old buckets of pickle juice. Those Um, are, you're not supposed to drink that stuff. So she would trade coffee for pickle juice. Oh, I bet they have a fun time on the toilet. So like, well, no, the Firehouse people were into it. They were like, fuck yes, Starbucks coffee. And I guess she was happy with it, but... Yeah, I hope she is. <laughs> Lordy. <sighs> I'm fucking shuddering thinking about that. Anyway, it's not actually that unusual to trade for shit. You just gotta know the right people. Right. <laughs> but it is, I think it is a, a fun way of showing, like, how people around a city know each other in that way. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't really kind of focus on it. Kind of like how that one dude in episode one traded some of his coats and alcohol for (laughs) kind of harassing some ladies who clean his apartment in in their underwear. And and he's going to pay each of them a hundred bucks if they clean his apartment in their underwear for an hour. Um, And then he just doesn't pay them. Yeah, and then he doesn't pay them, and he pretends he's a baby, and so they, like, scream, and they take all of his expensive alcohol, and they take a fur coat, and they leave. And I was like, they ended up definitely in the positive for this, because a fur coat can be, you know, even a fake fur coat, like a nice one, could be hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. I mean, what was his trade there? He just, I don't know, he just wanted to be gross and creepy. And yell that, maybe. Yeah, some people like that. I thought that they would freak out when he showed them his diaper, but instead they just laughed their way out of the apartment. <laughs> and you know what? That's that's preferable. Yeah. Another, uh, so that's, you know, an example of the show having, like, characters that are just, like, super wild. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second episode, um, Ilana takes her taxes to an accountant to get them done. And you don't think he's going to be a very wild character, but Abby is so high that she mistakes his family for a magic eye painting of a rocket ship. (laughs) (laughs) And so he, like, throws the taxes back at Alana and just screams. (laughs) He just screams. He gets really upset about the picture thing. He's so mad about it. It was really good. Especially because... They, I guess because they come in, they try to get him to do their taxes and then not pay for it. Yeah. So, Sean. Whew, yeah. Rate this show. Ah, oh, jeez. What are our ratings again? And this is spicy. We have... I was going to say spicy also. I needed this only a second to think about it. I'm getting better at this rating <laughs> thing. I don't need you to remind me what they are every episode. Yeah, I I was thinking that you might say sweet because we normally do funny stuff for sweet, but it, this is definitely more um, adult than that. I think. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's better than our what we usually rate sweet as. That's fair. I like this is show like, a lot. I don't like it enough to give it a savory, but I like it a lot. I I do think it has a wide appeal as long as um you're not trying to show it to people who are offended by profanity. I don't really think that there's a much offensive 
material in this show, I don't think. Not not super offensive, but I definitely like the profanity and the like references to sex. Probably I would not show this to my grandma. That is But my dad would probably love it. You and your dad have an interesting watching arrangement. <laughs> We just watch the stuff we like, which happens to be similar things. Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, he... I think he would like it, so... I Again, it's like... Me and my dad are kind of as... Almost as opposite demographically as you can get. Mm-hmm. Age and sex-wise, but... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I guess that just it has a wide appeal. I think that it's not just like... Oh, younger liberal people are gonna love this, but you know, hmm. I will. Then I'm not sure your dad would like it. He's. I feel like he's a bit picky. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say I. I'm not sure it appeals so much to the conservative demographic. Whoops. But you know, who knows? Maybe they love it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know that many shit. conservatives. I mean, it's a popular show, regardless. Yeah, it's got, like, insane ratings. So I assume that they must like it. Yeah, it's it's got, like, over 8 out of 10 stars on IMDb or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was listening to the radio or something in an ad. I don't know where I heard this ad for Broad City, but it came on and it was like, oh, Broad City's rated higher than Game of Thrones. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, it deserves it over Game of Thrones. But just, like, nothing is rated higher than Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Yeah? No, I don't know what you mean, but... Game of Thrones is so incredibly popular. Eh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I forget that sometimes. So is there any last comments you want to make? Anything? Would you watch more? I, we haven't we've kind of been giving ratings without saying if we would watch more recently Shit. i want to get back to that would would you watch more would you recommend this to your friends uh yes i would watch more um i don't know if i would recommend it to all my friends though to be honest yeah i think again i i, I do think like because of the content I would think about who I um, got to watch it, but I I think a majority of my friends would be into it. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so we gave Broad City... I had to think about the the title for the a The title. Yeah, what does Broad City even mean? I... It's a pun. Oh... Because the city, because New York City is huge, and also they're women. <laughs> I forgot about that meaning of broad. Which meaning of broad? Well, the meaning of broad, in which it is a, um, a word for ladies, I suppose. <laughs> a very old-fashioned word for women. Yes, very old-fashioned is the way that we will say it. <laughs> That's how we'll describe it. Yeah. Um. So we gave Broad City a spicy rating. We think you should definitely check it out if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, when they put it on Netflix, I will binge it all. But for now, I just have to catch it on cable, I guess. 
Yeah, if you're curious about this show, like, just watch episode three and like that. I I guess the second episode isn't as good as episode three, but the first episode is very good. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I prefer the third one. <laughs> okay, three and on, even though we don't know what and on means. <laughs> just... But... Um, you know, a thing to say in favor of it is that the episodes are all, even though they kind of like slowly inch along the plot, they're all individual, like a traditional sitcom. Yeah, I'm not so, really worried about continuity. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what episodes you watch and when, probably. 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 I mean, there are four seasons, so there might be some differences if you jump from season one to season four yeah i mean we're just watching the first three episodes we're not reviewing the show yeah but it is like you know it's definitely sitcom in nature so if you can like sidestep whatever differences come at you it doesn't really matter what order you watch it in man these past (laughs) 10 minutes i have just been thinking about all of the good bits in episode three to be honest (laughs) well maybe we'll watch some more episodes after we wrap up so um, you guys can find us on tvdpodcast.tumblr.com. That's where we, we put up all our episodes. We answer questions. We talk about it. You can also email us at tvdpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube. We're pretty much everywhere. Definitely hit us up on Facebook. We don't post there super often, but I do my best to kind of like keep up with it and like make sure some of our episodes go out every now and then on Mm -hmm. facebook you're good um i mean hmm? sorry i just had a weird moment i wanted to thank you for doing that and i just said you're good or something (laughs) you're welcome yeah um and we will get back at you um two tuesdays from now which will be the day after Christmas. Oh, nice. So, Sean, what are we going to do for Boxing Day? Uh, we are going to tell you what our top five television shows we recommend are. Well, top five each. So, top ten? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to compare <laughs> our top fives. Um, yeah. And let you guys know uh, what things we can't watch on the show, but that we would love for you guys to watch. Yeah, so it'll be our little holiday gift to you. You guys can see what we really enjoy, and we can kind of put it out there without having to, you know, rate each one. Yeah. Hey, Kalina. Yes? That character in the show, Broad City, Jeremy, doesn't his actor kind of look like Steve Carell to you? No. Because the whole time well, I looked at him, I thought he kind of looked like Steve Carell. Now I have to Google what Steve Carell looks like with a beard. Uh, <laughs> has he I ever think had a beard? He has had a beard. I just don't remember what it looks like. Um. Well, he's had like a stubbly beard. Hold on, I have to put with beard. <laughs> he's never had a big beard like the character Jeremy does, I don't think. But yeah, they're kind of similar, but I think you also might be falling for uh, white guys with beards look the same. Okay, what? wait, I have to, I do have to say this really quickly. I um, watched Atomic, Bl- uh, Atomic Blonde with my dad. 
I almost mm-hmm. said Atomic Bond because it's a James Bond movie, but with a I lady. I feel like that must be at least partially intentional. Anyway, um, there are a lot of white bearded dudes in that movie, and my dad <laughs> could not fucking tell them apart. I mean, I doubt anyone could. I'm not. It was so funny because he was like, you know, white bearded men look the same. They do. And I'm like, they do, but it's just so funny because my dad is also a white bearded man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy. Ah! Anyway, uh, we will see you in two weeks. We hope you have a good uh, holiday, whichever one you have, and... Bon appetit. No. Um, Bye. Adios. Sayonara. Sayonara.